Welcome to the ASC podcast, Cytopath Pod. Join special guests to highlight ASC activities in cytopathology education, advocacy, and research. Vonda Torres. Um, I'm the ASC, um, I'm the chair of the ASC program director committee, joining you again for continuing our series on um, the Cytopathology Fellowship Director Toolkit. Um, I'm joined today by Dr. Salamao. She's a professor of laboratory medicine and pathology at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, where she has served as the Cytopathology Program Director for the past four years. In addition to pathology, she is also a member of the ophthalmology uh, department at Mayo. She has special interests in neoplasms of the eye and ocular adnexa, in addition to fine needle aspiration biopsy. She's been a member of the ASC Cytopathology Fellowship Program Director Committee, and we thank you for joining us today. Uh, we'll be speaking today about evaluations. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Toros. Uh, it's my pleasure to participate uh, on the Cytopathology uh, podcast. And uh, this podcast will be based, uh, based on uh, our conversations uh, regarding fellows evaluations during a roundtable session that was uh, sponsored by the Cytopathology Fellowship Program Director Committee at the last ASC annual meeting. Uh, that was this past November in Baltimore. So evaluations are a very important uh, tool in the fellowship because they provide in-training based uh, assessment. Uh, they provide the evidence that the fellows are uh, meeting the required standards and they can be used uh, to modify or to show, to demonstrate the need that a fellow might have to develop future skills. Evaluations are important to provide in-training based assessment. Uh, they demonstrate evidence that the fellow has met the required standards and they can also be used either to modify training or to show the need to develop future skills. The evaluations are an ACGME requirement for all the fellowships. And the fellowships need to develop objective performance evaluation that is unbiased and it's based on specific skills, which are the competences, the cytopathology competences and behaviors that we wanna see our fellows uh, demonstrating. And those are the milestones. So the professionalism, the um, patient care uh, behaviors um, and so forth that we as program directors are very uh, familiar with. The faculty members on a cytopathology fellowship must provide frequent feedback uh, on the fellow uh, performance. And the difference between feedback and evaluations is that the feedback is based on direct observation and it's given um, on time during each rotation and the evaluations need to be uh, documented at the completion of a certain assignment or uh, a certain rotation. 
the program directors are required to meet twice a year with the fellow and review their documented evaluations. And based on those, um, the program director and the fellow uh, will be able to develop an individualized uh, learning plan that identifies the fellows' strengths and the areas for them to improve, areas for growth. So for the fellows that are struggling uh, or failing to progress, evaluations uh, actually are very important because they provide the basis for program directors to address the issues and develop a plan in a timely fashion which follows, of course, institutional policies and uh, procedures. At Mayo, where I'm the program director, we use MedHub GME, which is a database management software. And we have rotation-specific evaluations, which are milestone-based. So we have several evaluations. We have a GYN, non-GYN uh, evaluation, we have a evaluation for the fine needle aspiration biopsy interpretation rotation. We have another one that is for the ROSE, the US guided procedures, which include actually um, input from the cytotechnologists that uh, accompany the fellows to the uh, FNA, to the endoscopy suite. So they are um, graded on their skills in. Uh, doing the smears, doing the stains, um, conversing the diagnosis with the um, um, endoscopist and so forth. So we also have uh, evaluations for our consultation uh, uh, rotation where the fellows see outside cases that come for second opinions. So we have uh, rotation um, uh, specific evaluations. And I, I meet with the fellows twice a year to discuss those evaluations, their career plans, and also um, we meet uh, one final time during their exit interview. Dr. Toros? Great, yeah. You know, I've never actually heard about MedHub GME. I think that's an excellent like point that you bring up, how to like actually collate the information, it's, it sounds great that you're able to get so much like information from different aspects of the, of the trainees, uh, of their training. Um, I was wondering, so once you get that information, um, does this somehow process, it must give some sort of average and then is able to process it. And then who reviews this um, data? Do you have like a committee that goes through the evaluations or is it you as the program director going through it? A little bit of both. So mm -hmm. all this data goes to the uh, competence committee, which is not chaired by me. It's chaired by the uh, associate program director and uh, has, you know, the faculty members are members of the committee and uh, they review the evaluations. Uh, the, this data management software also uh, allows to, you know, input a lot of data. <laughs> You know, so that's what's kind of nice about it. It's just uh, collates a lot of uh, this right. and comparisons with previous fellows and, uh, oh, I, you know, which is nice because, uh, you know, I also want to know, 
Are they seeing enough cases? Are they seeing less cases than the previous fellows? Are they seeing more right. and, and so forth? So that helps with a lot of uh, that, so. And, you know, you said you meet with them twice a year is, you know, and this is something that we've played around with um, at Massachusetts General Hospital as well Is like, how many times should we have this structured um, feedback sessions with our trainees? Um, what made you decide to do it twice a year? Have you considered doing it? I, I think most places do it at least twice a year. Um, what made you choose twice and not maybe more? Yeah, it's a one-year program. I do have a open door policy. So this is the formal meeting, but you know, throughout the year, I'm in contact with them. And if any issues uh, rise or we need to uh, talk about feedback uh, uh, on an informal way, uh, we'll meet um, you know, uh, more often than that. Uh, the twice a year, I think, is a uh, program requirement. So right, it's the minimum, right. minimum times that you will meet with a fellow. So it has been working for us. But like I said, I do have an open door policy and I right. will meet more, uh, more often, actually, sometimes to discuss their research project or to, to discuss their quality improvement project, you know, so I don't wait until those meetings to, to talk about right. that. So Perfect. the meeting is more like a formal um, right. evaluation, yeah. Yeah, for us, like I said, we've played around with this just based off of feedback that we've gotten from, from our fellows at least. And you know, it could just be you know year to year, group to group, um, just who we have each year. But right. one thing that we heard at least a couple of years was that they wanted more frequent formal feedback um, even though we also have like an open door policy and things like mm -hmm. that and give, you know, um, more, uh, you know, feedback while they're on service and things like that. But it was interesting to me that they they were asking for more formal feedback. And, you know, you wonder two years from then, maybe people want less feedback. So it just sort of depends. So right. as you mentioned, you know, the, the minimum is two years um, by requirement. Um, we tried to do it um, a couple of years ago, four times a year. And that seemed to be a little bit too much. I think. Wow. Yes. Um, maybe we're trying to do it now, maybe three times a year, just to get another one um, when they're starting, right? Uh -huh. And I think that may be dependent on a number of things. Um, for instance, if they're internal fellows, like if they if they did wow. residency there, right. it, it could be easier for them to adapt or transition into that fellow role versus if they're coming from the outside. I mean, inherently, it's going to be more challenging for them. So just maybe checking in with them a little bit um, earlier um, and having more concrete feedback that you can give to them um, earlier on um, so that they could build off of that. But again, you know, we've been going back and forth on this too. And I, I think right. it's it's um, a, an area that people struggle. How much is too much feedback versus not enough feedback? And that may very well be dependent on the individuals, right? The, fellow. the fellows that no. year. <laughs> this is a great point. And we have two fellows this year. One is internal and the other one came from another institution. And as you said, I onboarded, I do have a early on meeting with them, onboarding them on their schedule, the requirements and, uh, you know, uh, the expectations. 
And uh, I did check with the outside fellow again after a month that she had started. And I think, like you said, we need to kind of uh, be um, um, flexible and adapt depending on the situation. So some fellows are more independent. Some of them require a little more feedback and coaching. So yeah, you need to uh, realize that. So the minimum is twice a year for that formal evaluation. Right. And again, I really like this, this MedHub GME that you're talking, because then you're able to get evaluations for them almost in real time. And then it, you know, collects by, you know, Mm -hmm. itself, it sounds like Um, for us, you know, we meet as like a committee, whichever attend cytopathology attendings want to participate. So it's open to everybody. Um, I lead it as the, the program director, but, you know, I try to sit back and listen and we go through the milestones um, and collect data that way and have us like sort of come to a consensus based off mm-hmm. of discussions um about like where they fall but again that's not necessarily real-time data so you know Mm -hmm. I guess there's pros and cons to doing things different ways right in fact uh during the round table so I had about 20 people 20 program directors rotating from different institutions and uh about 12 of them used the med hub just like us but Many other programs use another data management uh, program, which is called New Innovations. I'm not uh, uh, familiar with that, but uh, they seem to like and and people use differently. Some people knew more of the intricacies of the programs and were more limbo and, uh, you know, got more information than others. But uh, a lot of the programs were using, you know, data management programs similar to us. There were a few programs that were doing their own evaluation system, um, you know, like you said, but I mean, most of the ones that came by the uh, roundtable were using some sort of data management. We spent a lot of time, actually, because you said you do your evaluations as a group. We spent a lot of time because as program directors, I think we struggled to get evaluations back, good comments, uh, you know, constructive comments that the are very specific comments that the fellows can work on. Um, so I actually asked, um, you know, everybody that came, what did they do uh, to, you know, stimulate to receive a little more feedback. So a few people, a few programs are doing like you, you are, uh, they're doing the evaluations as a group. And it seemed to be working well. Um, what I noticed for that, we don't do that yet for the Cytopathology Fellowship, but the Surgical Pathology Fellowship here at Mayo uses this group uh, evaluation. And what I've noticed is the same five people attend to, you know, to the uh, to the to the meeting. Yes, and yeah. uh, it's not you, you don't get you know, a general participation. So it's very kind of, a, it was, it's intriguing to me. Uh, I don't know what's your experience with the group evaluation. It's the same. So for cytopathology, you know, we're somewhat smaller. We have about six, <laughs> six cytopathologists. Uh-huh. I'm probably missing somebody, but about six, let's uh-huh. say. And um, so, you know, we get a good turnout, but it, it, oh. it tends to be the, the same people usually. Um, yeah. 
I have also started inviting um, to that meeting um, our our technical director as well, our our lead cytotechnologist, um, because okay. sometimes there's things going on that you just you know don't yeah. see. Like you were mentioning, you get evaluations from uh, different people, different pro. Um, rotations. And so um, for us, I think it's um, interesting to hear what input uh, he has as well, because sometimes you just don't see some of the, the background things right, that are going right. on. Yes. We actually also do have new innovations, but I think we use it more like in the residency. Okay. Like you, you alluded to, like, it depends how, um, how consistent people are about filling those out so we yeah. do like having our like group sessions but you know we do have access sure. to that as well. <laughs> sure sure the other thing is um, um you know we have incorporated the uh, rate of uh, uh, turning evaluations in the faculty um, performance reviews from the education office so it's you know, the same way that, um, you know, they're evaluated by the uh, trainees, um, you know, their rate of evalu turning evaluations on time, which is like two weeks, the expectation is 14 days, once they receive that notice on the computer, you know, that's also part of their performance uh, review with the uh, vice chair of education. So, I mean, there's right. a bit of pressure, you know, and a few of the program directors, bless their souls, they knock door to door, I heard, <laughs> to uh, yeah. well, get, get uh, feedback on their fellows. So on the round table, I had a, a handful of people that said, well, I just go door to door. Yeah. Ask God bless them. There is that too. We did receive... Um, uh, some examples of evaluations, uh, you know, when we were preparing for this round table. And I'm hoping that we'll be able to post that for the program directors on the uh, toolkit. Yes, it was yeah. very interesting because at Mayo, we have a different evaluation for each rotation. I actually like very much one that I saw that seems to be an all-encompassing evaluation. So that, uh, you know, first it was uh, um, describing the grades, like the progression, which was uh, very interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then um, also describe the skill that they were looking for. So I really like that evaluation. And I'm going to discuss with my committee, maybe we'll simplify ours in the future, right. the model to that one. I also saw some... Um, other uh, rotation specific uh, evaluations. One was on a finding the aspiration clinic, you know, that was, uh, um, you know, evaluating the performance there, like uh, bedside manners, staining, the skill, uh, preparation of the smears. Um, and um, it's interesting because when you think about evaluations, we think about us evaluation, evaluating the, uh, the fellow. Right. But one of the evaluations is actually evaluation of the program because oh, programs yeah. are required to do the annual uh, evaluation uh, review. Yeah. And uh, so the fellows uh, do evaluate the program and the faculty. And that's very important for the programs also to, you know, be able to make implement change 
as you said, to improve the program from year to year. So, and how do they do that at Mayo? Is it send like filling out the evaluations, or do you have we we have um a, an end of the year feedback session where they give us feedback on on the program itself, and we go through points like that. How about you guys? They do fill the evaluation, and uh, the evaluation is um, I don't know if the right term is embargo, but it it stays for three years for um, um, like retained. to be anonymous, so you don't you know <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, they collate and give us the, uh, and the, the GME, the, the office, uh, the GME office then gives back the, the information. So unfortunately we get that, um, you know, it's a, it's a group evaluation from three years previous. Uh, and uh, so I can't make the change, you know, immediately, but a lot of the fellows feel comfortable to be, provide feedback. For example, uh, you know, um, they gave us feedback on journal clubs. We made some change on the FNA uh, uh, rotation um, before they were on FNA live every day. Now it's an every other day. So they have the next day to receive the course and to read the case. So a little more time. So we have been able to, uh, you know, make some change too. But I think uh, a lot of the criticism, if they're not comfortable, those they write it down and we don't see it at you <laughs> a little <laughs> later when they are already gone. So. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like evaluations can be helpful for us too, as program directors and programs, like you're saying, because we could get invaluable information, how we can improve things over right. time. And you know, vice versa, we, we hope at least that that's how our trainees are receiving that information as well when we have these um, evaluations and things like that. And, you know, this is a little bit off topic, but um, the good thing about evaluations is that it's more, it's still subjective in some ways, but it makes it a little bit more objective, right? If you get feedback from multiple people, uh, multiple right. uh, different scenarios, and you can relate that then if you have two fellows to another one or to prior years as well. So you're able to give a little bit more objective data to trainees. But out of interest, have you had situations where the trainee, you know, you give the trainee feedback based off of those evaluations and they just don't take it well or they just don't listen? Have you had situations like that? And if so, how did you uh how did you <laughs> handle oh, yes, that? Yes, yes. Um, well, thankfully, not often. Uh, you know, I I always uh, on the onboarding, I always tell the fellow that I'm actually their advocate. That my job as program directors to yeah. be there to help them to have the best educational year. And uh, any problems, they should think of me as a partner. So that kind of sets the tone that I'm not there to scold. And I always try to, you know, if I have a, a criticism to take with that approach, like we're a team, you know what I mean? This is to uh, help you to uh, right. um, perform better. So um, had to talk to people about uh, like, communication skills with ally staff, right. you know, sometimes the fellow, um, like you said, 
we don't hear the background, but they're not treating the allied staff, the cytotechs, the um, secretaries very well. And I mean, we're a team, right? So we right, need to, right. uh, so professionalism. And so, I mean, yeah, there's some uncomfortable conversations, but I think if they know that it's you're doing that for, for their professional growth, um, I think they take it better, you know? Right. So that, that has been my approach and it has worked. I don't know if I've been lucky to have had <laughs> chosen good fellows thus far. So, uh, you know, I haven't had to have too many of those conversations, but uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a great approach that you're describing, you know, and for us too, we haven't had many of those situations, but every now and then they do unfortunately arise. And so I do think it's good to get um, get evaluations from different people so that you're able to say it's not just one person, you know, right. it's, this has been a theme and to just come right. from an area where you, uh, uh, a perspective where, you know, you're um, making clear to them that you just want them to grow, right? It's mm -hmm. something that they can reflect on and things like that. It's not to um, be punitive or anything like that, but, you know, when they go into practice, they have to know you know, it, for instance, if they're not treating um, members of the team appropriately, that's not going to go well when they're in practice. Either. It doesn't go well anywhere. And especially when you, when it's you, you know, you're the one in charge. That's really not going to go well if that's how you're treating people. Right. And we had, uh, for example, one fellow that uh, was very intimidated. We had one endoscopist who is very intimidating. Yeah, yeah. And uh and I had to kind of talk to this person and say, look, I mean, this is real life. You're going to have some <laughs> nice, yeah, <laughs> not so nice. So, hey, <laughs> great learning opportunity. Let's exactly. learn how to deal with the difficult, exactly. uh, you know, customer, if you will. And so always kind of turning that this is for their benefit. This is a learning opportunity, you know, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's see how can we uh, improve on this and how can we right. deal with this, develop some skills that will be helpful for you. So I think they take that better, but I, I agree it's better when you always giving good evaluations. <laughs> so. It could be helpful too, if there is a problematic um, individual, me, we could get information, more information about why, or, you know, is something going on at home or, you know, is there right. a reason why they're not performing to what we're expecting, right? So it's a way for us to get information too. And perhaps we can find ways, you know, we talked about this before, ways of improving the program by talking to them and seeing what's going on. Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, struggling fellows, sometimes they're um, dealing with something at home or a mental illness or and and uh, they should feel comfortable to bring you know to to know that they can count on you or uh, look for help because uh, right. as you said not always uh, is about the uh, skills the professional skills something else right. interfering right so. Yeah, great. And for, yeah, and especially for um, younger program directors who may be listening and out there, you know, if, if you do have a problematic 
um, trainee and you have to have a hard conversation, it may not be a bad idea to have somebody else there with you. There's no shame in having like your lab, your the lab director there with you. Um, I think sometimes it may be just may make things a little bit more comfortable to have two people there and just to come together as like a group and have that, you know, sometimes tough conversation with them. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. And know your resources because right. most institutions, uh, the graduate school does have some resources. So, you know, we, um, uh, when I was a surgical pathology fellowship program director, I had to refer somebody to uh, the uh, health clinic, the mental health clinic. So that's struggling. So, so know the institutional resources. Right. And you know, the other thing about evaluations too, and holding them at least them uh, semi-annually is that it can be a way for us to standardize their training as well. For instance, when we have multiple um, fellows on each year, we, we use these sessions also to see if they're ready for graduated responsibility and just get everybody on board sort of thing. So that's another way that we can use our evaluations and things like that. Um, because we have had feedback from our um, trainees at least saying that, you know, going from attending to attending, they had, um, you know, not issues, but there were problems with um, standardization, like one attending may be okay with them performing, you know, procedures by themselves or loosely supervised versus others who were with them for every part of every exam. So that could be another opportunity when we're doing evaluations to make sure that we're on board with each other on how, you know, are they ready for this or not? Right. And uh, it's uh, interesting that you say that because uh, our fellows have complained that, uh, you know, there's no standardization. So some people report a right. certain way. I mean, we do have some standardization, right. but people put different comments. Some are more lengthy, others are, and they are trying to please the, whoever they are signing the case right. with. And I have told them and I said, look, you got to develop your own style in fact, is on your benefit to see so many different ways to do it, yeah, you know, exactly. focus on the diagnosis and then find your comfort zone too, because some people write longer comments than others do. And uh, so there is, there is a benefit in seeing a diversity of how things are, are done. So right, I know exactly. that creates anxiety for them <laughs> because, you know, they want to control yeah, everything, yeah. but actually at this point of your career, your training last year, that's the right time to, you know, see and develop your own style. So exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a very uh, interesting uh, round table and I learned a lot from our, you know, other program directors. Um, one of them actually pulled cases from each rotation and reviews the cases. So oh, I mean, interesting. it is a, a spectrum of what uh, program directors are doing, you know, um, right. a lot of similarities, but there were some good ideas. And I hope we, you know, 
continue this conversation, um, you know, and uh, have the on our toolkit some example right. there for for everybody else, especially the ones that are uh, starting the job. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, you bring up great points. The the purposes of these podcasts and you know our sessions are just to try to start these discussions, you know, and we learned so much at the ASC annual meeting doing these roundtable discussions from other program directors. And really there's no there's no right or wrong way of doing things. And what works at one place may not work at another place. So, you know, just starting the discussion, um, giving people resources, um, getting ideas out to people who may need, some people may not know where to begin, especially if they're just coming on and didn't have much of a handoff, you know. So um, we really thank you for joining us today and discussing evaluations. I think you went over a lot of fantastic points and I think that people will find this useful um, as well. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to CytopathPod. You can reach ASC on Twitter at Cytopathology or via email at asc at cytopathology.org.